Welcome back to my lovely HP community. I am recording in a new location. So in case you hear some noises, it's because as always, these new locations are not bulletproof or silence proof for that matter. So pretty much out almost underneath the lovely starry sky, which gives us plenty of ambiance. It would be nice to be sitting together and having a conversation. And on that note, those of you who are in this amazing Krishna Leela consciousness experience, because I'm going to start referring to us in this way, because 5DC, it's all great and dandy, but the depths of life, you know, living it that way and being able to find those who embrace it this way, it's quite the celebration. So I'm still personally celebrating and I'm celebrating with you. And for today's channeled guidance for you guys, we have a couple of interesting tidbits. So as I finished yesterday's episodes on life, that one, the Q&A was channeled as well, but the Q&A are in case people are curious about this 5DC perspective and embodying this type of lightworker experience because I know that there are those who will still navigate the duality realm as long as they keep on wanting to see the three in those likes and dislikes, sanctified, non-sanctified, in these belief systems versus um, being seekers. Not everybody is a seeker, in fact. I'd say that those of you who tune in, I'm sure some of you are on this path and have been since we began the channeled guidances, if I actually share with you intuitively speaking because up till that point I wasn't actually sharing with you guys the self-empowered enlightened perspective and I was not supporting in that way of guiding step by step what it can be for those of you who are ascending we're always ascending but those of you who are picking up on the ascension energies and also being given the opportunities once you started having channeled guidance with the psychoeducation, you were able to adapt those moments of heightened emotional states with our familial legacies, our, our uh, repeat patterns, our child and young parts. The trauma certificate class definitely supported me to support you all, as well as, as you heard today's, um, for you, I believe it was, the teenage so the teenager is that life it's the raw passion of life that personally i've always held now i understand it even better thanks to the psychoeducation but particularly in this case with Sadhguru's shares on um, the shiva recently that's what we're going to talk about today and then krishna Leela, that tidbit and also his birthday what he shared because those are all ways that I've personally felt about life and although I haven't met any of you personally or any of the 5DC people that I see are embodying life that way I know that obviously we're that pure essence it's just very very beautiful to know where that fiery energy comes from because it's definitely different than when somebody is in a vengeful or angry state an angry is a word that I have used as a child, but I can recognize it for what it is now, that I have had enough knowledge 
to learn of different descriptive material this is the most unfortunate part of uh, for now we're going to we're going to have content with the ihp content and you guys out there i'm sure some of you are content creators as well so we're going to be able to contribute to transforming conversations because not only is the fire of life something very much discussed in the yogic culture i don't know enough about it but i like to relate it to being a human that way we can again transform these conversations but it's also an embodiment that i would say goes beyond the dualism language that up to recently and still is being used by people who are looked up to by those who are in more of a greedy 4d energetic and mindset space and those who are still in their egos without the realization of the difference it's not because the ego is a bad guy or gal it's that there's a completely different emotion sensation when you're navigating life from your nervous system's defense mechanism pure and simple so now knowing that ventral vagal with that prefrontal cortex is being present knowing that your cycle doesn't have to be the shame one because i know i don't have a shame cycle again it's a love cycle it's an evaluation cycle it's a let me compare and contrast cycle but it's never ever been like oh i must be unworthy because all these people are saying something different or i must be an oddball one of the things i've never considered myself is an oddball even though here's where as teenagers we all have used words and all of us coming from a plane where words are used to call each other weirdos which we're not but that's one of those teenage things we carry with us so right here is where it made a lot of sense when sue said majority of people their teenager part is the one in the lead now this is where for those of you who have a teenager in the room if you've been tuning in at this point i'm assuming you have brought the grown-up in the room to your higher self otherwise you're not going to be really regulating much when it comes to those fiery emotions right and uh, definitely the collective is going through a bunch of highs and lows so let's make sure to practice the krishna lila and uh, to try and share more of life as we get to process whatever it is that those who you pick up on are processing it's quite sad to know that there are people that aren't able to at least not yet make them the best of life because the reality is every day you only have those 24 hours and so it's it's like a countdown you know kick kick talk tick tock and the only reason some people stay in suffering is because they think that's the only way and so this is one of those reasons why i'm bringing more of this conversation about life that we were talking about in the q a today yesterday i'm bringing it back in our channeled guidance the same krishna lila type life but also with this description of shiva that i need to go grab for a minute otherwise i can't read it to you guys <laughs> before we begin just that reminder <clears throat> the difference between the burning passion and fire of life versus anger revenge rage so 
those other charged emotions and i know they have their place in our history they have their place for reasons but the biggest difference is the desire that you have to share with the world and so when you're in an anger or rage or in one of those you're really not thinking clearly you're not embodying an emotion you're reacting with it that's your nervous system's in its sympathetic when you're feeling life that is different because you're experiencing the depth of it from your ventral vagal state so you're aware in your prefrontal when i get very passionate i'm aware and now that i know what that passion is so here's the story that i haven't gotten to share yet completely as a teenager whenever people would ditch this life essentially by pointing a finger and saying life is this or people are that this is why i did this this is why i did that now i actually understand why it'd be so the word angry is the word i would think of because it would be like i would be fueled by this fire like how dare you how dare you do something like this this is like your biggest gift ever and i had only learned about god up till that point so this is where it was talked negatively about suicide right and so here's where i still remember a very important beautiful conversation it was with a loved one who's still very much actively participant all has always supported me in their own way and has always definitely been there um for the worst things in their own way which i've always been grateful for their consistency they're not afraid of life in any way shape or form they're actually quite the spirit now one of the things that they shared with me was on this um, topic of suicide because they had known people and it was the way they said it that made me know that it's true like it's not because people are cowards sometimes they're in that much suffering that's just too much for them to bear and you know when you hear somebody share with you something that's genuine that comes from your heart for those of us who again are somatic empaths so any of you tuned in you know again the channel guidance is for those who are in the enlightenment soul age group but i know that anyone can come across the episodes so when you're in this soul age group you're connected to your pure and just pure consciousness it's full consciousness because we're all that but some people they haven't given them the op- themselves the opportunity because they associate life to these raw emotions that are really the younger child parts that are in conflict some some of them and or that have just been described in a certain way by people and here's where when i read material from said guru and it's material from the yogis it's like wow okay they really do embody not that i didn't know this or believe it but i'm like okay they they embody the essence of life so i've only known it as the essence of life there's the whole you know topic that maybe at one point i'll be able to get into and that describes all these depths of emotions which are very different from again when you're in a defense mechanism because the biggest difference is defense mechanism you want to withdraw so having learned through conversation about these aspects where look it's not just people that are you know they are suffering and i was old enough to realize that you know omnipotent all-knowing all-powerful again there's no reason for this entity that has been talked about to actually punish this way that the 
human beings who want to speak and say that they are the word of this entity speak and so once you get old enough you're like wait a minute you really are speaking text that sounds quite medieval quite controlling quite you know enslaving if you will like mm, i'm not really sure i buy into this now from the part of a person who's in love with life this is where it's not in an angry or like i am now going to re- refute every single word that has ever been told to me no that's where the difference lies when you're a person who is thinking clearly versus being reactive and reactive is the nervous system which doesn't like that lack of predictability and so now it goes and defends itself and or attaches so the biggest difference the enlightenment soul age group again people in a 5d body type with self-empowerment they don't attach or defend to information they're in a constant mahasamadhi because they're in a constant ventral vagal with that prefrontal cortex evaluating so we speak words but they're not belief systems they're things we learn and in time you've learned to expand your consciousness some of you already before ever tuning into any of these episodes some of you since you began tuning into the channel of guidance others of you you know your story of course i can't know every one of your stories and on that note so back to the teenager of me where i would be very much like not in pity for people and making their choices the part about suicide understanding that it's very sensitive as a topic thanks to the friend who contributed those pieces of information and then realizing okay insecurities are really that deep without knowing anything about the nervous system yet and on that note before we move to the shiva description i'm on i'm looking at hatha yoga first and it's only a part of the Gita and I think I've read this to you before but because I only want this end of the whole Hatha Yoga he says most yogis just use a few simple postures to break the limitations of who they are that is how Hatha Yoga is Hatha Yoga means balance balance does not mean sanity if you want your life to be exuberant you need to have some madness in you but if you become compulsively insane, you lost it. When we talk about balance, we are not talking about sanity. We are talking about finding that perch between sanity and insanity, where you can venture and adventure. Madness is an adventure. It is a most wonderful thing as long as it is in control. If you lose control, it will become ugly. And here's where the reality is, when you're connected to that full consciousness you're not in loss of control and you're not in control you're in complete awareness and again the prefrontal cortex and your ventral vagal you're engaged in the sensation that you're experiencing this is the difference between a person who is not aware of themselves so if i personally have to use me i learned to work with my sympathetic when I get into passionate debates about feminism particularly you guys know the stories because I'd come back from college and I'd be consistently asked the same question over and over again about a boyfriend or a marriage or you know kids and it's like dude you know I'm doing all this other amazing stuff why do you keep asking me about these questions and these are family members right so right here is that part of the mammalian heritage 
and at a certain point getting explained the cultural differences and the neutrality of this isn't meant to offend you it's just those social questions that get asked it's normal blah 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 and really for me it was realizing if i'm going to be effective as a person who wants to join in a structured institution of any sort i can't be getting like this because my brain would literally not be effective and the understanding wasn't in depth with the nervous system but i had seen that documentary that had talked about disengaging from patterns habits the neural pathway and that to disengage you would just learn to recognize it pause and you would before you pause once you recognize what you're wanting to change to transform to disengage from and here's where some people consider that changing themselves for me it's you learn how to work with yourself plus it's your brain so you disengaging from a neural pathway is it really you changing anything or is it just you learning how to work with your own brain and nervous system and essentially body when you can make yours what is yours that body heart and mind and you're treating it for the life that you are is very different than externalizing and people consistent of power they think of it in abstract form versus embody it and that's why while others talk about expansion of consciousness and create separation if you will from that body heart and mind they're conceptually talking about expanding consciousness so they're doing that and they have a school of thought i'm sharing with you guys the embodiment of your full consciousness in bringing together human and spiritual elements and i would say that that's the empowering bit you don't need to do yoga necessarily obviously this is where i can recognize by being involved now and doing exercises how it does work on your physiology okay so we'll leave that so on expanding consciousness i'm going to finish reading what this also finishes up for us in the hatha yoga part Sadhguru, i think it's him or somebody who does his blogs says similarly sanity is a beautiful thing but if you become perfectly sane you are as good as dead this ability to venture and adventure into whatever you want at any moment will come to you if your muladhara is well established muladhara i believe is the root chakra and he also goes on to share how in this whole excerpt i think it is or blog post people are doing kundalini yoga and they're focusing on higher chakras for example versus establishing this um, muladhara and he even talks about the different ways and we might look at that in another channeled guidance but not today's the krishna lila the embodiment of you in your ventral vagal state is what enables you to take those sensations and emotions and empower yourself it's disengaging from your reactiveness and embracing those pause moments because you're choosing to allow yourself to feel through but also because you're wanting to participate in life and that's where biggest differentiating factor lies your 5d body type you have one always been inclined to feel the enriched experience of emotions sensations together you've not been subject to 
your nervous systems defense mechanisms or safety behaviors none of them in your own way you learn to become a mature functional adult now those who came into the episodes and started to gain this knowledge you're also here so breaking free from potential shame blame fault those loops the revenge against yourself i will repeat that because i think my microphone did something iffy understanding how to be compassionate with yourself and that you didn't choose the environment that you didn't choose to create safety behaviors that you would then you know have and use in a way that you don't like okay this is very important because all of us came into this world as infants and no person deserves to be talked about in any ways and that's one of those reasons why learning about this burst of of life this fire is very beautiful for me at least and hopefully for you guys as i share with you learning of this as it's not anger it was never anger in that way that other people may describe it or think of it and it isn't even this uh, firmness because it's where i've also been perceived as a person who's unwavering which i'm i am meaning i i'm pretty straightforward and nobody can talk me out of things unless i decide and choose willingly to do something or if i'm trying to protect myself obviously because that's where we will all do things to protect ourselves nobody really knows you know to what extent and hopefully none of us have to find ourselves in any of those situations but that's where compassion neutrality and trust in humanity lie so the 5d person has this because there's a way of knowing that you embody light and that all people are light and that they don't choose to become assholes that whatever has taken place in their life is something that you and I don't know about then if you've been doing this work if you will and learning to harness your own krishna lila learning to harness your own ability to this life you also understand at this point just really sound and day after day when you're having moments of interactions to like recognize and become aware become grounded that pause again also become compassionate forgiving with yourself because when i began working with the reactiveness if you will it took some time and i'm still working on those aspects particularly with my immediate family now moving to shiva meaning of shiva so this is again on said guru's website when we say shiva there are two fundamental aspects that we are referring to the word shiva means literally that which is not shiva is nothingness today modern science is proving to us that everything comes from nothing and goes back to nothing the basis of existence and the fundamental quality of the cosmos is vast nothingness the galaxies are just a small happening a sprinkling the rest is all vast empty space which is referred to as shiva that is the womb from which everything is born and that is the oblivion into which everything is sucked back everything comes from shiva and goes back to shiva then he goes on to write shiva is darkness or somebody of his fatigue so shiva is described as a non-being not as being shiva is not described as light but as darkness humanity has gone about eulogizing light only because of the nature of the visual apparatus that they carry which is our eyes which are our eyes otherwise the only thing that is always is darkness 
light is a limited happening in the sense that any source of light whether a light bulb or the sun will eventually lose its ability to give out light light is not eternal it is always a limited possibility because it happens and it ends darkness is a much bigger possibility than light nothing needs to burn it is always it is eternal darkness is everywhere it is the only thing that is all pervading but if i say quote-unquote divine darkness people think i am a devil worshiper or something in fact at places in the west it is being propagated that if you look at it as a concept there isn't a more concept on the planet about the whole process of creation and how it has happened he says i have been talking about this in scientific terms without using the word shiva to scientists around the world and they are amazed is it is this so this was known when these are all questions that they ask him and he says we have known this for thousands of years almost every peasant in india knows about it unconsciously he talks about it without even knowing the science behind it then he goes on to say meaning of adi yogi the first yogi on another level when we say shiva we are referring to certain yogis the adi yogi or the first yogi and also the adi guru the first guru who is the basis of what we know as the yogic science today yoga does not mean standing on your head or holding your breath yoga is the science and technology to know the essential nature of how this life is created and how it can be taken to its ultimate possibility he says the first transmission of yogic sciences happened on the banks of kansi sarovar a glacial lake a few miles beyond kedarnath in the himalayas where adi yogi began a systematic exposition of this inner technology to his first seven disciples celebrated today as the sapta rishis rishis this predates all religion before people devised divisive ways of fracturing humanity to a point where it seems almost impossible to fix the most powerful tools necessary to raise human consciousness were realized and propagated so he's saying this predates all religion religion which is what has divided and fractured humanity almost to a point where it seems we cannot bring them back together this is my interpretation to you guys of what he just said i read it like two three times before like oh wait this is what he means you know so he's saying unfortunately right this ended up happening this religion afterwards came and it divided people and um he says you know the the tools necessary to raise human consciousness they were taken and propagated and realized in a way that obviously didn't bring us together unfortunately while right now obviously we know this is transforming which is why we have to have guys more conversations and gals and it i know that all the pronouns are included i'm not practiced yet in including them all so forgive me but i will do my best to integrate them and um essentially we are finally in a new place where people who are in the 5d see and those especially with the krishna lila type consciousness are spreading the word i'd say that the psychoeducators are really supporting and will be supportive because they're the ones who are sharing the neuroscience they're the ones who are sharing you know there's no evil button there's shame cycles there's shame continuum there's you know the mammalian heritage there's the attachment style so there are people who are in their sympathetic and dorsal vagal they're not actually choosing to be reactive and that's why it's really 
compassionate and loving and that's it the distance those who don't want to expand consciousness like i was saying in the q a those who don't want to become the life that they are there's a natural way for people to be afraid of that which is new and that which is not in light that which is not in one of their belief systems and that which is not in anything they've known it's unfortunate that people think of darkness like right here when he's saying divine darkness people think of the devil but as we move forward with knowledge and sharing these types of again 5d conversations this is hopefully in time and i say hopefully because we only have these 24 hours every day we only have 24 hours to share love and expand consciousness with people and to make transformation when it comes to talking to each other so he goes on to say one and the same this is another part and i am going to read through it hopefully that's okay to said guru i am you know resourcing if you need the link let me know i'll, I'll send it to you um so quote-unquote shiva shiva refers to both quote-unquote that which is not and adiyogi because in many ways they are synonymous this being who is a yogi and that non-being which is the basis of the existence are the same because to call someone a yogi means he has experienced the existence as himself if you have to contain the existence within you even for a moment as an experience you have to be that nothingness and only nothingness can hold everything he goes on to say something can never hold everything a vessel cannot hold an ocean this planet can hold an ocean but it cannot hold the solar system the solar system can hold these few planets in the sun but it cannot hold the rest of the galaxy if we go pro- progressively like this ultimately you will see it is only nothingness that can hold everything the word yoga means union so he has yoga in quotes and union as well a yogi is one who has experienced the union that means at least for one moment he has been absolute nothingness which is what those of us who have this krishna lila consciousness have been and know very well this is that part you know you're a 5d body type consciousness a person who's in that enlightenment soul age group with self-empowerment if we know what it's like to be unseen unheard unvalidated unaccepted all of these in those vulnerable places by your loved ones not with hurt guys not with any hurt not with suffering with pure acceptance and in fact in any of those moments where you've experienced being nothingness not being hurt your own intense your own heart your own youth being annihilated completely it simply was and were moments of depth experienced with expansion and that continues for us in fact at this point in your time in your journey regular listeners and maybe somebody who's new tuning in it's something you're like wow so for me reading all this is like huh okay now i know you know all these other moments from my past what i could embody or what i can use to explain them because it's part of a discipline that exists and has existed for eons but really it's the pure essence of life however it is this nothingness but it's not in an apathetic way whenever i hear anybody talk about enlightenment and talk about it 
when they talk about twin flames soulmates and these aspects of being completely indifferent of being completely that you don't care they use these words don't care a life always cares this is that burning passion that i was talking about and it's not only passion though it's a fire that you carry it's a torch but it's not in any way or anywhere near anger it has nothing to do with that emotion in fact i again personally don't think that's an emotion even though i use the word doesn't feel like that because it's never been like i'm angry at you in this way now, i have been irritated yes that for sure there are people that have irritated me and i've used the word anger but if i think about it there are moments where once you think them through and you accept people for who they are which is a natural thing for the 5d person unconditionally loving with flaws and imperfections you really can't sit there and be like ah i'm gonna you know get you you let it go naturally speaking because you are a grown-up who's in that now realizing this is silly why would you understand again there's that nothingness so even here does it really matter to have this type of emotion in that circumstance the, the nothingness though is not a void that is empty of emotion that is empty of care in the way some people will talk about others so we always care we suffer because of that respect for every life every life is making a choice now some are unconscious and that is where for every one of us we may have those areas that can bring up a bit more of that younger charged state that all of you get to practice bringing to that adult state to that mature to that full vibrancy of the krishna lila type of place in us we're learning to do that right now so what he keeps saying let me see what else because there are a couple more things that which is not in shiva as yogi in a way they are synonymous yet they are two different aspects because india is a dialectical culture we shift from this to that and that to this effortlessly which is what we can do as those who are in that 5d spectrum because we're not in duality so we talk about this that a little bit here a little bit there one moment he says we talk about shiva as the ultimate the next moment we talk about shiva as the man who gave us this whole process of yoga goes on to say shiva who shiva is not and then how unfortunately you know most people have been introduced to shiva through this chubby-cheeked blue-colored colored man and he says if you ask for krishna they will put a flute in his hand if you ask for rama they will put a bow in his hand if you ask for shiva they will put a moon on his head and that's about it and he says every time he sees these calendars he says i always decide to never ever sit in front of a painter he says photographs are all right they capture you whichever way you are if you look like a devil he says you look like a devil why would a yogi like shiva look chubby cheeked if you showed him skinny it would be okay but a chubby cheek shiva how is that and then he goes on to say in the yogic culture shiva is not seen as a god he was a being who walked this land and lived in the himalayan region as the very source of the yogic traditions his contribution in the making of human consciousness is too phenomenal to be ignored every possible way in which he could approach and transform the human mechanism into an ultimate possibility was explored thousand years ago the sophistication of it is unbelievable the question of whether people were so sophisticated at that time is irrelevant 
because this did not come from a certain civilization or thought process this came from an inner realization this had nothing to do with what was happening around him it was just an outpouring of himself in great detail he gave a meaning and a possibility of what you could do with every point in the human mechanism you cannot change a single thing even today because he said everything that could be said in such a beautiful and intelligent ways or in such beautiful and intelligent ways you can only spend your lifetime trying to decipher it then he goes on to talk about explore the different facets of shiva and he talks about kali that guru explains the significance of the imagery of kali standing on shiva's chest he tells us a story that depicts exactly how the feminine dimension of energy functions and the complementary roles of shiva and kali finally Sadhguru tells us about the tantric processes based on this event and in fact he goes on to say how the west ruined tantric they transformed it in something that is promiscuous which is not what the tantric is and he shares about let me see if i can find it he shares about shiva and kali and here's where he tells us there's a certain story trying to depict how the feminine dimension of energy functions once it so happens that various demons he says started dominating the world many evil forces started taking over the world so kali went into fury when she went wild there was no stopping her she just went and slaughtered everything her fury would not stop it was going on beyond reason beyond the necessary action needed for that situation beyond everything because her fury had picked up such momentum and it would not subside and because she was continuing the slaughter no one dared to go and stop her they approached shiva and said she is going on like this she is your woman please do something to rein her in shiva approached kali as he knew her he went towards her without aggression not in a battle mode he simply went but kali's energy went to such a scale that it knocked shiva himself down only when she stood over him did she realize what she had done then she slowed down and once again breathed life into him and that's where he goes on to share how there are various tantric processes which are based on this particular event and you might even see images and paintings of tantrics who have taken off their own head and are walking holding the head in their hand he goes on to talk about devi or devi herself depicted as taking off her head and holding it in her hand and he then goes on to and he says i know that today most people think tantra he says this is because most of the tantric books today are many about tantra from magazine books tantra means extreme difficulty and ability to unmake life to make over system that you can dismantle life completely back to have such mastery over life which will completely in your hands and can dismantle life and put it back together bring him back because he's telling of the kali story and shiva this is not a feat that you're trying to show off to somebody it is because you want to have such mastery over life unless you have some mastery over life you cannot do anything everyone has some mastery over life otherwise what could you do the level of mastery that you have determines how much you can do and he says the image of kali standing on shiva essentially symbolizes having total mastery over the process of life it means that you can kill god himself and then give life back to him this is audacious isn't it 
that is how the technology of tantra is and so as you can see there are many topics that our western world has taken and completely transformed to what they are not one thing's for certain though that life presents to us many opportunities to expand and while in a yogic tradition they're not talking about our ventral vagal state or our prefrontal cortex being able to be that functional adult is the beginning of that amazing journey that can be such a precious gift to us in science because while it is beautiful to have spirituality many people they misunderstand tech or just understand life they misunderstand not because it's an abstract concept so now we have something the way the brain works and the way the nervous system works and in fact i couldn't find what i was looking for from Sadhguru's text because there's one part where he's talking about neuroscience and he's saying see they're learning how the mind works they're learning things that we as yogi yogis or in the yogic discipline and or knowledge bank already knew and when he's talking about this balance with sanity and insanity the hatha yoga or even when he talks about kundalini this is why he's so adamant about a person understanding the importance of what they're doing because when you tap into your own energetic centered and you don't know how this works people don't effectively use what they gain access to and the other part that i've noticed because of that whole 4d 3d community and the ascension energies and all the conspiracy theories and all of these other separation consciousness aspects is that people remain locked into a story instead of becoming their full light they get locked into something because they actually don't become aware of that suffering and here's something that i won't be able to read all said by somebody who's highly regarded by those who talk about topics related to expansion of consciousness but as i began even just reading it i said this is what the quote unquote problem is it's not a problem per se but this is why people don't move beyond their mammalian heritage because they are always thinking of themselves in a way that does not connect with that ownership of the life that you are so here's just one of the sentences that i'm or a couple of them life disappoints you so you stop living with illusions and see reality and here's where life disappoints they're accusing life of disappointing you and that that is what gets you to stop living illusions and see reality this is a battle format because people will think oh i am getting disappointed by life that's the only reason i am now quote unquote connecting to reality you choose to transcend your own illusions because you're using your thinking brain you're using your valuation not because life disappoints you life can do whatever it wants it doesn't have to be disappointing the pure unknown brings about a level of destabilization that you will react as long as you're reactive versus autonomous so observer observing and not using what is the mammalian heritage that served us when we were hand in hand with the animals life destroys everything superfluous superfluous until only the important remains once again they're accusing life of destroying you are life 
like does not destroy that there is dismantling that people may bring destruction that is not what leads you to move beyond superfluous you're the one who sees it in a certain moment life doesn't leave you in peace so you stop blaming yourself and accept everything as is again another battle format sentence with life not bringing you in peace not the unknown and you facing something and then you disengaging from the blame shame you know uh, fault cycle no it's indicating that life is the consequence is the why and that's where you're not being empowered through this language you're being told that you're being brought a an action if you will you're being bought, bought brought something and you're reacting to it versus you being aware of life and then choosing and then contemplating and then and the reality is once more when life happens who's there with life that's where the difference lies so the self-empowered person does not say life disappoints life destroys life doesn't leave me in peace or here's life will take what you have until you stop complaining and start being thankful once again so we're we're treating as if we have that parent this this is that parent-child dynamic which is different than being your own light being your own empowered person you life sends conflicting people to heal you so that you stop looking outside and start reflecting who you are inside once again you're thinking that it's a consequence that's not empowering and people who resonate with this in fact are the same people who are not aware that it's not life you choose what to do when these things happen the conflicting people we are different there's bound to be conflict life will no that one i regret life sends nope life allows you to fall again and again until you decide to learn the lesson no we can fall we can get back up these are things that take place life takes you off the path and presents you with crossroads again that's not life it's i mean it is but it isn't it's you you're being born right you go through those ages you get to go through experiences life scares you and will scare you life puts your enemies on the road like all of this life distance you from the people you love until you said we're not that body all of these relate to life but they create an abstraction of it and people remain in this child parent dynamic or in you know it's me and then forces that are outside of me that are out of my control which don't enable the mind of you to start having a in the now prefrontal cortex conversation if you will life denies you goods and greatness no you don't get denied things so here's again this is a battle format and this is what people are used to and this is what people react to and is one of those 3d 4d type material so we'll read it maybe in another channeled guidance but for now it was more about sharing with you what life is not life is not any of that you are life we are life and that we together create things and that we go through experiences yes that krishna leela embodiment is something that only those of us who are in this 5dc place are handling with excitement and care and enamorment and enrichment and we're the ones who can bring these 
different types of conversations it's not always straightforward because again people they feel this because they resonate with suffering they they resonate with it because they're in their temporal junction they're ruminating fault blame shame again revenge reactive not truly autonomous and so when you're reactive you're not going to build because you're already defending or attaching you're not sitting and contemplating you're not sitting in the millisecond with the breeze within you when you're sitting with the breeze doesn't mean there's only a breeze sometimes you have a breeze to grow a depth of experience with for those of you who are experiencing and your ability to recognize thanks to loving heart thanks to the compassion thanks to the knowledge of course without knowledge we would not be empowered without a brain that is able to think about the thoughts and emotions you would not be able to expand your consciousness and so here's why when they want to separate body heart mind or they call heart soul that heart is the seat of the essence of life that heart is the seat of the love you hold it's also the seat of where the hurt is the heartbreak and the gut wrench for those who have traumatized bodies and brains that this is where they have a way that they're not aware of and that's very different and we're not here necessarily to talk about them right now but by being able to share love and compassion and to know what's what and to transform conversations about each other and life together we can look forward to supporting them to maybe thanks to the psychoeducation getting there it's not going to be by dividing people up or sticking to a belief system or you know a idea of energy vampires again negative energy let's learn more let's talk more because really when it comes down to it from that energetic perspective it's all being understood and still looked at from our modern physicists and the mental health community of course as well because now they have the technology to see how we work and to understand how we can become full on well-being from within the magic of spirituality spirituality will always be there and with us this is the beauty of consciousness and life in and of itself it is an essence so we all go through our own way of embodying it but it isn't by saying that life sends us life does this life does that that stays in hate way that stays in a i need to attach defend way so you're not going to enable the embodiment of more the ways that we have conversations is by trying to allow those who have insecurities one to know that much truths but we're here to just contemplate newness not everybody's open to that of course and as you guys move forward with the different energetic spectrums the different immediate and extended oversoul people pieces parts that you're going to deal with you're going to be able to again test out how best to share that passion of life to become more of the adults with the spark of life that isn't um, overwhelming for those who want to expand consciousness for those who do not want they will not be sticking around they will disengage from being around you or you'll just know and notice because there won't be the ability to have an actual conversation 
like when I was reading this stuff the sentences the few ones that I read to you I had began this discussion with my mother because she was the one who presented it to me and I at a certain point said I'm not trying to be narrow-minded I'm trying to say that this is a battle format this is creating a person who's going to look at life and think it's all life's fault or doing but it's not life I said you're the one we're the ones who do life presents it's wicked the self-empowered person involves doing life from within but not by reacting it's because you're like the embodiment of that full consciousness so the 5d self-empowerment person we're the ones who get this krishna leela experience we're the ones who get what shiva is from the depths of us because we have been and we consistently have uses of the nothingness which is not void or empty not at all their depths their amazing and lots more of these aspects as you move forward in the meantime may you celebrate the life that you are and may you support your loved ones to celebrate the life they are to the best of their ability and their state of consciousness and then for the world in its entirety may we try to support that oneness to remember that separateness consciousness is created so that we may experience oneness consciousness that we may make choices that we may apply the free will but that requires that adult in the room with that prefrontal cortex with that ventral vagal state with the functional adult forgiving nuance learns new skills you're grounded you're invested you're enriched you're in that krishna lila so the profound seriousness with the playful with the love at heart and that fire obviously the fire for however many of you will be something you learn to enrich with all of the other spectrums of emotions of course the love the above the neutrality belt for those that are beneath we will most likely be perceiving it and transmuting it for our collective because for us it's really you know that day-to-day making the best of it so we're not involved in situations that should be um, not harmonious the ideal world but if anything does take place you know as always we do the best we can with that love compassion and distance